is our week in the Weege. Hello and welcome to Week in the Weege. I'm Natalie Crawford. And I'm Selena Jackson. This week in the Weege, a Coatbridge block of flats is deliberately set on fire in the middle of the night, forcing children to jump from windows to flee the flames. Scotland are one step closer to their first major tournament in 20 years after a 3-2 win over Israel. It's not quite the weed, but a very serious story. Detectives in air are hunting a woman after a nurse is stabbed in a hospital car park. Christmas has arrived in Glasgow. The city's lights have been switched on. All that and so much more on this week's Week in the Weed. A very warm hello to you and welcome to Week in the Weege. I mean, I'm enjoying this Week in the Weege, are you? Oh aye, I'd have preferred it if it was Week in the Wedge. Aye, or a Week in Barbados. This is a Week in the Weege. And that's not even at all. That's not everything. That's we not had to, close to it all, is cut it? things out <laughs> because oh. nobody wants to listen to us talk for an hour, which we, which we actually would. could have done this week because so much has happened that we've had to miss out. So much good stuff that I've just we just don't have time to talk about. Nope. I feel like this week started about three weeks ago. I know there's been so much. Not to mention <laughs> Brexit. That's oh, still course. going that old on. Chestnut. That's still happening. <laughs> But I'm afraid before we talk about all of that, I do have some bad news to share. Selena, you'll remember in last week's podcast, we discussed John Paul McAllister. He was fundraising to get an air ambulance back from the French island of Reunion after taking a turn from the wor- turn for the worse. He had been diagnosed with bowel cancer. He was in remission. And while he was away on holiday celebrating the end of his treatment, he took unwell again. I'm very sorry to report now that John Paul has sadly died before he was able to get home. It's tragic, isn't it? It's absolutely heartbreaking, but just for anybody that was listening to last week's episode and looking for an update, I'm afraid that that's it and it's it's not a pleasant one. Yep. On to another horrible story now. We're just the bearers of bad news <laughs> this week. A block of flats in Copebred Stuart Court were deliberately set on fire in the early hours of Wednesday morning. Eight people, including five children, had to be rescued from the upper floors by the emergency services. Thankfully, the fire was contained to the communal close and everyone was allowed back into their homes that day. Um, I was invited into the home of Angela and Chloe Owens, who live on the bottom floor of that building. It's kind of startling in the middle of the night. It was a, a normal day, coming back from college, talking to you and Grandad, and then woke up in a panic. That was really it. Was, can't really think in that moment of what to do, except trying to get out, make sure everyone's safe. It's a horrible thing <clears throat> that I have to ask, but how do you feel knowing that it was set deliberately? And was it? Yeah. We didn't... The police have confirmed. Uh, have they? We were talking about this today and we, we thought um, there was various things that could have happened. We mm-hmm. thought, well, the scaffolding's just came down, maybe something, someone's had a cigarette and lit something that was inflammable or electrical fault with the, the door. Uh, the so last thing we thought was that maybe someone just didn't like someone in the building and couldn't get into the building, so they damaged it but we never actually really thought it would. Some, no one mm. just didn't know. It's okay. <coughs> so as you heard there, Angela really struggling with that news that that fire was 
set deliberately and and unfortunately I didn't know when I went in to speak to her that that was information that they didn't know because the police had told us several hours before that the fire had been set deliberately which is why I asked the question really 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 heartbreaking and it really just hits home this kind this kind of behaviour it could ruin lives. All the people in that building could have died. That's what I was about to say. I mean, how reckless can someone be? You know, obviously we don't know what the motive is for this. Why someone set the fire? But you know, if it is as Chloe was saying, you know, someone's got a problem with someone that lives in the building. Fine, everyone's got their gripes and everything like that. But it doesn't mean that you can go and set a block of flats or any sort of home on fire, and then you're left with, you know, perfectly innocent people not knowing if their houses are going to burn to the ground. like Caught up in the crossfire, it's horrible. Uh-huh. Um, at the time of recording, they still hadn't caught anybody, but hopefully they do that soon and we can bring you another update on a future episode of A Week in the Weege. It's A Week in the Weege. Now we'll not hover on this one for too long for fear of jinxing it, but it is worth a mention nonetheless. It was a night full of nerves here at Hampden, but a hat-trick from James Forrest was enough to book our place in the Euro 2020 playoffs. It means now just two games that stand between Alex McLeish's men and their first major finals in more than 20 years. Well, now we have evidence of what they've done. We showed Israel how we can really play. Uh, so, they, again, tremendous credit. Again, it shows that the players were really up for it, passionate about the whole thing. So now eyes will turn to the Euro 2020 qualifying draw on December the 2nd. But with this playoff place secured, the Tartan Army can once again dream of a major finals. <laughs> that was our sports reporter, Ronnie Charters, there. And how delighted does he sound? I think he represents probably thousands of tortured Tartan Army fans, supporters, anyone who even just follows Scotland in the background. I think we were due that, honestly. Like, we don't get much good luck as Scotland fans, but, you know, that was that was a nice surprise, I think it's probably fair to say. Yeah, two wins on the bounce as well. We're on a roll. We are. We are on a roll. I know. We're unstoppable. Do you know, I have to say, I feel a wee bit remiss sitting here talking about football when literally we can see through the glass super scoreboards. Super scoreboards right behind us. on air right now. The actual <laughs> football professional experts. And that's not to say that, that we don't know what we're talking about because we do it to a certain extent. But yeah. I mean, I can see Mark Wilson and we've got Gordon Duncan. And I think <laughs> is that Gordon DL that's in tonight as well. And we're sitting here going, oh, Scotland, 3-2, Israel. So don't I think short Natalie <laughs> sorry <laughs> but um, I, I think we'll knock that one on the head just now and just say good luck Scotland going forward and you know fingers crossed we make it to Euro 2020 and well done yes that too that's important well done a week in the weege now detectives in air are reassuring the public after a nurse was stabbed in a hospital car park in broad daylight 42-year-old community support worker is in a stable condition in hospital and has spoken with detectives after the attack around 10 o'clock this morning. At the time of recording, officers were looking for a woman seen leaving the area shortly after the incident and Superintendent Brian Shaw gave this update at the scene. Okay, good evening. I'm Superintendent Brian Shaw from Ayrshire Division and I'm here at the scene of our incident that happened at 10 o'clock this morning at the hospital in Ayrshire. Uh, what I have to say at the moment is an appeal for information. At 10 o'clock this morning, a 42-year-old woman was seriously injured 
we are looking for information in respect of who is responsible for that crime and at this stage we're looking for any information in respect of a female aged about 30 to 50, 5 foot 2 to 5 foot 3 in height. She was at the time wearing a black woolly hat and a black jacket and we're keen for anyone to come forward with any information that might lead us to who this woman's identity is. What I can also say at the moment is that the hospital is open for business as normal. There will be a large police presence in and around the estate of the hospital and that's just to ensure the public are absolutely satisfied that the position is safe, which we are, and it's just to provide that public with the reassurance that they need at this uh, challenging time. So again, I would appeal for anyone out there with any information as to who's responsible for this crime to please get in touch with Police Scotland. So Natalie, you were down at Ailsa Hospital today. Tell us yes. a bit more about that. So there was a, a large police presence and, and while we were there, the forensic specialist forensic teams, they showed up as well. Um, the atmosphere around the hospital ground was just quite a sombre one, obviously. Nobody wants to go to their work and be um, subject to, to any sort of verbal or physical violence. And unfortunately, this particular incident has, has landed a, a nurse, a community support worker in a hospital, the... Feeling certainly among among the staff there is just one of shock and one of horror. the The whole campus was initially placed on lockdown, and after it kind of transpired that the the, the person responsible for this had kind of left the area, parts of the hospital began to open up again. But the the car park where the this horrible horrific attack actually happened it remains sealed off at the moment. And like you said, um, at the time of recording they still don't have anybody in connection with this incident, certainly no suspects that the police were able to tell us about. I mean, it's something that you hear very often, I think, recently. You're talking about emergency service workers. Obviously, we were just speaking about it a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about fire crews. Yeah. And you're getting emergency service workers or medical workers or, you know, anyone in that sort of line of work. And they're being threatened and, you know, verbally assaulted. And in this case physically assaulted in their place of work you know this poor woman's been stabbed in the car park outside her work like you said she was just going to work that day going to go and do her job like every other day and unfortunately she has been subject to this horrific attack and I like you know my heart goes out to her and also to every other worker because you know if I were them I'd be feeling pretty pretty worried yeah well thankfully um although she is in a, a serious condition in hospital she is stable and she is expected to make a recovery yeah i mean i'm enjoying this week in the wedge are you oh i i'd have preferred it if it's week in the wedge Aye, or a week in barbados see if i could play that after every segment <laughs> i would i love it so much i don't get bored of it it's no. brilliant i know so, on to our next story, which is a nice, happy story know, for thankfully. once. And I'm very excited to be reading about this. End so, on a high. Exactly. Thousands descended on George Square at the weekend to watch Glasgow's Christmas lights switched on for the first time this year. Yeah. How exciting. Yay. Lord it's Province. Christmas. <laughs> Thank you for that. Thank Sorry. You. Sorry. Sorry. As, as you were. Lord Provost Eva Bolander did the honours along with Santa and Clyde One's very own George and Cassie. Natalie, you were there too because you've been absolutely I've everywhere this been, week. I've just, just been everywhere. Can't help myself. And about it all. Yeah, it was absolutely amazing. The atmosphere on George Square was electric and people really, really got 
in the spirit of things. Can I just say I'm a wee bit offended? You were like, yeah, Clyde once George and Cassie were there. Yeah, so were you, Natalie. So was Natalie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. There was a wee bit of delay to the lights going on, but nobody really cared. Everybody got involved in the sing-alongs and Santa was there. And it was just, it was just epic. So let's listen to the actual moment itself because, of course... I got it on tape, of course. We were loving our city, so it was lovely and a delight to see the fireworks, wasn't it, guys? It certainly was, yeah. Aye, it's alright. It's the first year I've been here. We've tried so many years to get here, and that's the first time the kids have managed to get here, so aye, chuffed. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it's always well and truly. Oh, they're amazing. Yeah, thoroughly enjoy it. What yeah, did you think? Did. They were great. Yeah, they were great fireworks. Yeah, Clyde won. We thought it was wonderful. We love your city. So it was wonderful to hear to see the fireworks. Oh, it was wasn't really it? good. Yeah, it was great. We absolutely loved it. Thanks. Um, are you in the festive spirit now? Yeah, I think we're new, aren't we? Yeah. 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 Seen that we had a fantastic time. Yeah, wow. really lovely. What did you think of the fireworks? Fabulous. Absolutely. Put out the boat. It was lovely. So there I am trying to talk to people and you've got George and Cassie in the background giving out the numbers so folk can phone them the next day. Local celebrities, George and Cassie, I love it. I also love that man in the clip there that was like, yeah, it was all right, yeah, pretty chuffed. Like, cool. so west of Scotland, he I love it. so laid back, but how cute was that weekend? I was like, yeah, it's great. It's amazing. It's brilliant. It's that so would good. be me if I was there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how excited are you for Christmas? Oh, I'm so excited for Christmas. It is Christmas countdown, 33 days until Christmas. Wow, oh my goodness. Is your shopping in? No, no, I've not even started. By the way, this is me stalling so that I can look for look for a for, in the weed for clues for we're in the weed because Good I forgot know, all you. about it because I'm rubbish. <laughs> anyway, let's, 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 like, we could just skip we're in the weed this week. No, no, I'm sorry, that's, that's not happening. <laughs> what what's the score? Mm, two, three two to you. Two one. This is only my third. No, mm, two. Yeah, yeah. Because you got this two is my one. third week. I got a two, and then you got a oh, one last two, week. Two one. Two one. Yes. Right. Okay. Let's cue the jingle. This is a week in the Ouija. Well, as you've just heard us rambling on about there, that almost brings <laughs> stall, us... Stall, stall, stall. <laughs> unfortunately, we're going to have to do it. Well, unfortunately for me. Before we go, it's time to find out how good my Glasgow geography is as we play Where in the Ouija. Yeah, you should know by now, but just in case, every week one of us takes a turn to guess what part of Glasgow and the West the other one's talking about based on three clues. If we get it right on the first clue, you get three points. The second clue, it's two. And on the third clue, it's one. And there's a, a running tally. As you heard, Selena's winning 2-1. And she is back in the hot seat in the hope of grabbing on to some more I'm not going to look points. too smug about my, my victory oh, so far. Give me peace. Right. <laughs> so, in 1450... King James II granted this piece of land to Bishop William Turnbull and the people of Glasgow. Oh, come on. I don't know. Didn't say I was going to make it easy for you. I don't know. Didn't say I was going to make it easy. Next. This piece of land used to have a railway station which closed in 1953. Natalie. I'm sorry. I was born in the 90s. How am I supposed to know that? You should be clued up in your Glasgow history. I'm not. I'm not clued up on any history. Right, well, go, read, go read a book. Oh. <laughs> Third clue, please. Okay. <laughs> this piece of land has a monument in the middle 
mm-hmm. named after somebody called Nelson, and it's often referred to as the Needle. Oh, are you talking about the Nelson Mandela Place in, no. in town? No. Oh. That's Nelson Mandela Place. Yeah, that's and what I'm, like I was like. Street. It wouldn't be that obvious, surely. No. Uh... Did you go to Transmit? <gasps> oh! Oh, the, the big one in Glasgow Green. Yes. Yes. I yeah. don't know what, it call, what it's called. Though. Yeah, but I'm just at Glasgow Green. Oh, okay. I th- <laughs> you said a big piece of land. I was thinking like a yeah. big field and like not think Inverness or something. Piece like of land. Yeah, but it's like an urban piece of land. It's not like a big rural bit of field, which I thought you were getting at. Uh, no. I will take my point with pride. Thank you very much. I don't, I don't I'm pro- you a point. <laughs> I'll take half a point. <laughs> okay, so it's now two and, two a, and half a half to one. to one. I will take that. Thank you very much, Natalie. You're very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to do so much editing. <laughs> this just sums okay. up this week. We're yeah. a bit hysterical. Okay. Okay. So... That brings us to the end of today's Week in the Weed, which I feel for Natalie's sake and my sake is probably a good thing. And for all our listeners' sakes, I'm impressed if they've held on this long. I know, me too. A Week in the Weed is a Radio Clyde News production. For the latest around the clock, follow on Twitter at Radio Clyde News. Join us again next time where we'll have more of the biggest stories and we'll hopefully be a little bit more composed. And professional. And professional and be doing our jobs properly. And we'll... Oh, oh, oh no. you're not done yet. No. <laughs> okay. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter, subscribe on iTunes and we'll see you next time on A Week in the Week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>